Susan Felth, the Citizen Kane of podcasting. Modern man is confronted with so many movies. Which ones are films? And which ones are filth? Shall we bound into this then? Yep. And the number one on the shit list, it's Hollywood. So let's go to Italy where everything's unky dory. Yay, except for Yay. Oh no, I've always this is one of those things where I've always seen the word written. I've never heard someone say it. What what kind of horror is the Italian horror? Giallo. Oh wow, yeah. I can't yeah, I can't roll my R's, so do did you roll an R? Giallo. Yeah. Giallo? I don't know. Is, is there it? an R in it? There's L's. Am I supposed to roll the L? I, I don't know. Giallo. Now you've got Giallo. me doubting it. Okay, well, I won't ask you to say it again for today's movie, which is Dario Argento's Phenomena. Okay, that was a delayed cue. <laughs> that's fine. I could edit, but I'm not going to and make it really shine uh, like a monkey. Hi, it's Matt. It is Luke. It is Mark. It is films and filth um we're, we're going to decide today if a variety of insects are indeed filth or not with the aforementioned phenomena marks uh brought this one marks mark brought this one in uh tell us your exciting journey with this film well uh my roommate showed me this in around 2003 and i'm very excited because it's actually a lot better than i remember it being <laughs> this is great but also the main reason I'm bringing this is just because I mentioned this as the film that Jennifer Connelly did after our much loathed film Once Upon a Time in America because Dario Argento was basically introduced by Sergio Leone. <laughs> and this, uh, for my money, is a much better movie <laughs> than that. That's a low bar in our world, but... <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean... It's it's a weird paradox because a movie like this is never going to be on the good list because of how many like decapitations are there are, but it's great. I love it. How many decapitations are there? It's the one super obvious one. I mean, there's at least three. Amount. Three, okay. I guess I was I was keeping a maggot count, not a decapitation count. Mm, there are more than three maggots. Yeah, there are more than three of those. Um, yeah, I. Well, I kept getting the name of the movie wrong for like a month, so obviously I wasn't that familiar with it. Argento, I never really gotten that deep into. Um, I think, I think, uh, Suspiria is supposed to be his like masterpiece, right? Suspiria, yes. Suspiria. See, I can't even say the movies right. Um, I, <laughs> anyway, I haven't seen all of his films. To be fair, I'm not like a huge. Okay, I haven't dove that deep into his catalog, but yes, I have seen Suspiria a number of times. No, I'm I'm saying that like I didn't see it because like this movie, there's so many confusing cuts. And this would have been around 2000 when you really have to choose and commit to which one you're watching. Uh, now you can mm. get them all on a, like a Blu-ray, right? Uh, but I just didn't know which one to watch, so I didn't watch it. And then I didn't watch any of his other films either. That's mm. my story of Argento. It's not an interesting one. It's it's not the most. I guess it's not the most uh, user-friendly type of film because. All of his films 
are filmed in English, then dubbed in Italian and then redubbed in English. So it's pretty disorienting to watch any of them. And this and, cut that we watched, I'm sure that you all watched the same one. Um, oh, it's the one on archive. Oh, no. Uh, I saw it on Daily Motion, but it was it had a bunch of times when it just would go into Italian. I oh, had, I had that, that happen. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think... I, for me, it kind of worked. It felt like, you know, when she's pissed, she oh. uses her Italian. <laughs> that does, I mean, I wasn't lost, but, you know, it was sort of like, whoa. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I just assumed it was a character thing. Yeah. I think Doesn't... it was just parts that, that were never dubbed because this is a longer cut. I'm mm. pretty sure oh, that the cut I saw... Right. Initially, there's a uh, 88 minute cut that was the American version. I think that was the first one I saw because there's stuff. There is stuff. There's that almost like the the thing where she talks about how her mom left her dad, and it was almost like the story from Gremlins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I didn't remember that. And that's apparently a story of Dario Argento's own story that he put in the movie. There's also a, a kind of like in between cut I saw like. 111 minutes so maybe that could be it too because yeah some mm-hmm. of the stuff like when it goes into italian i'm like well this is like essential plot stuff isn't it like the, when she first goes for the phone i mean that becomes like the plot for the next five minutes so yeah, you kind of you kind of know what because it does then yeah, cut she's phone. like okay i'll take the pill fine <laughs> you get the you get the important stuff yeah i mean again it didn't throw us out but yeah i would be curious if that's just like how you have to watch this movie uh, I, I guess that's you know, like you said, it's not user friendly uh, with these films. Hmm. So, but I mean, that doesn't take away from the film itself. Um, I don't know. You you have a story. Do you want to do the story of the film? Story of the film. Okay. Story of the film. Here we are. In the Swiss countryside, a murderer is targeting young girls, and the police have enlisted an entomologist named John McGregor to help with the investigation. Meanwhile, Jennifer Corvino arrives at the Richard Wagner Academy for Girls and makes friends with Sophie, her new roommate. But that's the only friend she makes. Soon, Jennifer finds that she is sleepwalking as she had in the past, and now it seems to be awakening a power to control insects. After coming to, she ends up rescued by McGregor and his chimpanzee, Inga, and they become her only other friends. Speaking of friends, Sophie is soon murdered. And when it gets out that Jennifer witnessed the murder using insect powers, she is ridiculed by the other girls until she summons a cloud of insects outside and then passes out. <clears throat> when she comes to, she is narrowly able to escape being sent to a mental hospital and seeks refuge with McGregor, who sends her along with a sarcophagus fly to try and find the murderer. Jennifer doesn't find anything but an abandoned house. But meanwhile, Inspector Geiger has followed her and investigates the house more closely. Meanwhile, Inga witnesses McGregor get stabbed to death and wanders off to seek revenge. After seeing McGregor's body hauled off, Jennifer is just trying to get back to America when Frau Bruckner from the school shows up and says her father's attorney has tasked her with getting Jennifer some money and a plane ticket. Jennifer refuses to stay at the school again, so Bruckner says she can stay at her house. Bruckner immediately starts acting suspicious and aggressive and talking about her child who needs all the mirrors covered up. After narrowly avoiding poison and capture, Jennifer finds Geiger chained up in a corpse basement, and she escapes while he tussles with Bruckner. She finds Bruckner's child, but he turns out to be a murderous maggot baby. She narrowly escapes him, and then sees her father's attorney coming to her rescue, but he's immediately decapitated by Bruckner. Just as she's about to get the upper hand on Jennifer, Inga arrives to get revenge by murdering Bruckner with a straight razor she found in the trash. It turns out that insect powers are nothing compared to the rage of a chimpanzee. Inga and Jennifer hug it out. I mean, we learned that in the Planet of the Apes movies, right? 
the yeah, but we never saw apes versus bugs. Yeah, but that at, what he's talking about is beyond the insect powers. That's the mm. the chimp, you know, sawing off Frau Bruckner's head or whatever. I guess he doesn't mm. actually saw I, off her head. Argento was he said it was really difficult to work with the chimp because he wanted he specifically wanted it not to be funny. Like mm. he was trying as hard as he could to make the chimp not funny. Then why did he choose a chimp? I don't know. But it was you could kind of see there is some actual like acting there. Yeah. Or directing or both. However, oh, yeah, yeah. the chimp the chimp worked, but like I don't know that it added much to the film. Probably out of more like, difficulty. Yeah, like, <laughs> I guess it is. It is cool to say that the film has a chimp. The guy's in the well into entomology. Why does he have a chimp? He doesn't care about chimps. He does. He loves Inga. Inga is his best friend. Anyway, speaking of Inga, Inga was actually a chimp named Tanga, who had previously starred in Bingo Bongo. Um, Argento kept trying to. Uh, Film Jennifer Connelly from the front, but Tanga kept turning around. Um, he asked Jennifer Connelly to put her hand on Tanga to try and stabilize <laughs> the chimp. And then the chimp was angry and hostile towards her for the rest of the film. And while filming the final scene, bit off part of Jennifer Connelly's finger, which had to be reattached. Um, <laughs> as far There's as I can tell, rage. Tanga was still alive in 2008. So Tanga was not <laughs> euthanized for biting the finger off. <laughs> So Tanga had to remember like a different name for this movie, but Jennifer Connelly did not. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Tanga is better actor. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe Tanga was jealous. That's why she bit the finger off. <laughs> Between Jennifer Connelly and Tanga, they were the best two actors in the film. You don't yeah, feel like was... a bit of Blowfield. I I mean. Uh... Donald Pleasance was great, but he was definitely just underused. And I think that it seems like maybe he was just like, fine, I'll do your Italian movie if I get to sit in a wheelchair the whole time. <laughs> I don't think he was like wheelchair bound into in 1985. Yeah, I was just thinking of it was kind of like the Brian Cranston Godzilla thing where you have the major at the time character actor and uh, you barely use him. Yeah. And and, you know, Frau Bruckner really brought it at the end oh yeah yeah that was fun but yeah it is basically jennifer Connolly, donald pleasance and and a bunch of um italians which makes sense in an argento film mm -hmm. um i did the one thing i will say maybe it's because she's out of her element jennifer Connolly herself i mean she's fine in this but her, she was doing a lot better acting in Once Upon a Time in America, being the only person in that movie doing decent acting. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, she was well, better in that, although, yeah, obviously, I'm... this movie is better. Well, she might also be a victim of having to dub and redub her own lines and stuff. True. Yeah, and being, like, also, in another country. Well, she's in another country. She's for that something, one, like, 15 years old, and this is her second movie, and she has to carry the entire movie now. That, that would probably make you a little nervous. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, she nails it a year later with Labyrinth. I mean, she has some Bowie mm -hmm. help in that, too, but uh, she's still basically carrying that movie, right? Well, yeah, Labyrinth I mean, is even Muppet. more incredible because 90% of the time, she's the only human on screen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking are, are you... of, uh, Labyrinth Pinball was just announced. Oh, that sounds so like that's fun. That's coming. Yep. When she Sorry, was on screen what with year Bowie, are, we are, in? You, 
Uh, 85. So this one year before thing. Labyrinth. This is the thing, Luke. No, this I mean, been a weird literally pinball. what year are we in? <laughs> There's been a weird pinball revival in the States, and all of the pinball tables are just stuff from the 70s and 80s. Like, there's now a Rush pinball, a Willy Wonka pinball, a Guns N' Roses pinball, all of which have come out in the last Godzilla pinball, which is actually pretty good. Um, Rush, like the racing movie? Rush, like the band from 1973. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, because I was thinking of like the the was it twenty fifteen movie with with the racing the, the band whose drummer died to... died of old age. That's right. not true. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the band whose drummer died of pimple, and I was going to be like, "Wow, that's important." <laughs> <laughs> well, that would only be fair, right? So where were we? Yeah. Okay. So, um, what year are we in now? Twenty nineteen eighty five. Oh, it's nineteen eighty five again. Okay. So mm-hmm. here we are. Um, the soundtrack, obviously, is I felt like watching it. That must have been a hook because it goes straight for Iron Maiden. So, yeah, that, Flash of the Blade. Yeah, that's got to appeal to to Mark there. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From 1984's Power Slave, sick album. This might be the most 80s soundtrack ever, like in a good way. I mean, that, that could be in a bad way too, of course. But in this, this is the most 80s in a good way. This is it's like very 80s. It's a vaporwave of soundtracks basically yeah and considering vaporwave barely existed to start with it's pretty rad to see you know there's like a bright white and blue hallway when the synth music is playing it's a i think that was goblin yeah 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 he does <clears throat> i think he does every italian film in the Go- they goblin do, is a band. Yeah. They, yeah i know i didn't mean to say he okay. um I, I was thinking of argento too yes i know goblin's a band <laughs> trust me is it Col- no, 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 Col- no, no, don't i want to believe it's a real goblin Okay, a, a goblin made the music for this movie, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> it also cameos at the end of the film. Right. That goblin was... uh, currently is in one of they're in one of those things that a band gets in when they're an old band where they've split into two bands and each one of them calls themselves Goblin, which is <laughs> disappointing. I did I did get to see the whole band or whatever's left of them in 2013, but. Do they yeah. spell it differently or does one of them call themselves like the real goblin or I think one of them is name of name of guy apostrophe S goblin. Oh, okay. <laughs> that happened with the... Gong. Gong yeah. did it. Goblin can do it. Yeah. Yeah, for me, uh for what I'm expecting of Argento though, I guess the the most distinct shot would be the um kid disintegrating under the water at the end that just that seems to me what i what i expect having not seen a bunch of argento kind of like the you know flowing and bloody mess thing he's he's really into broken glass and stabbing so like the part early on where you see the girl get stabbed then she falls through the broken glass that's that's very much his thing okay like Um, you know he's he'll do it all blood Luke, where did you actually fall on this film? Uh, um, is, is it... I liked it. It, did, it didn't. It's not very scary, and because it stars a young girl with like magical powers, the tone of it felt like a, you know, like a young adult fantasy film. And then just every now and then there was insane gore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of is like a superhero movie, like uh, like Unbreakable or something. Like it's yeah. like a moody superhero movie. Yeah, it's not a scary movie. It's a squirmy movie, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, but that's what I like about it is that it's not just a horror movie. It has a bunch of other shit in it. Like it has mm. 
the 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 fact that it has a chimp, also a superhero, also a bunch of bugs. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, and it's almost it's such an afterthought that really, when you find out who the murderer is, it's like, what? That was just left field. That could have been anybody, really. Yeah. It's it not. Is. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, she does make extremely dumb decisions, which I guess a 15 year old will do. But like, okay, after going after the phone for like 30 minutes and it's now stuck in a corpse basement and all that stuff, it's like maybe, maybe there's a plan B you could do, you know? <laughs> I mean, why, why is she even still there in the first place? I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> she seems extremely cocky and that's part of her character. I think she's like, yeah, no, I'm not insane. Okay. I can control insects, but I'm fine. I know I sleepwalk. I control insects, but I'm fine. Yeah, well, she's like a famous guy's dad, a fa- famous yeah. guy's daughter, and an American. So yeah, it's just makes sense. It tracks. I mean, yeah, this like is if the Kim school... Kardashian's kids had powers or something, they would act like that. I mean, this is the kind of school where you would have had like Kim Jong Un as a classmate, right? Probably. Mm. Yeah. Imagine Plain. they just remade this with like Jaden Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's but already too old, isn't he? Really well. Now, yeah, now he is. But... <laughs> How old is he now? Like 20 or something? Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> it might be older than that. North, no, Northwest. Least... I think Nor- he's a similar age to me, Matt. That old? He's that old? <laughs> no, he's a bit, he's no. a bit younger. Nah. Yeah, okay. 24. I'm guessing 24. Yeah. 25. Now that everyone is yelling he numbers was born, out. He was so... born around the same age, same year as my brother. He's 25 One, years old. Oh, 25. I, I, first, I thought you said 35. And I was like, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> no, 25. So 24 was a good guess. Okay. <laughs> I'm happy with my guess now. His older brother is 30, but everyone forgets about him. Mm. Is that a I different did. marriage or something? No, it's just, I think it's just that he's like... I don't think he he's mostly like, does film work. I think he was like a lawyer or something. He's like normal, so no one cares. Yeah, <laughs> the famo couple. Willow's the other one. That's a girl, right? Yeah, yeah. We're back and forth. Or maybe yeah, Willow would be the would be a star. Willow stars in in a remake of this, and then she whips her hair around and it controls insects. Okay, writes itself. But even she's twenty two. Okay, well, yeah, well, you, that's that's like the she can play the murderer. That's that's fifteen in Hollywood. These yeah, days. that's what I'll say. You can still <laughs> play fifteen when you're twenty two. I mean, this well, movie were... just does it for realsies, right? So yeah, this this there were some reviews of this that were critical about casting girls that are the actual age of the that are actual teenage girls. It's like these, <laughs> I it um, I don't know. You could, I think that seems like an argument that you would make if you were a, a fucked up pervert. But I don't know. I'm not trying to judge people for criticizing things. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they're not really showing her. You know, there's no sex. There's no sex in this. It's not sexy, right? No, there's so, that one bit where she's in the car, and the guys get handsy. Yeah, but it's like that. That mercifully doesn't last very long, and she gets away. So, uh. and I mean, I'm always thinking about the smellometer in the last 15 minutes of the film. I'm, I'm like, man, she must be rank. Probably. Yeah, because <laughs> after coming out of the the death of maggots um i mean she gets a blast of water and then she gets in a lake but uh, that's not helping that much i mean you gotta you gotta get some you know soap or some cleaning product under your so- well bodily cleaning product not like bleach or something well she might need bleach after the maggot bit <laughs> probably um yeah but i feel like evaluating the movies that i've brought to this podcast in the anarchy of 
uh, post during the strike, whatever free for all thing we're doing. So I feel mm. like I've learned something about myself and then I just want movies that have a ton of shit in them. Like literal, shit. like literal shit. Like yeah, the literal shit. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like, I'm just going to, I just like uh, movies that just have uh, just a lot of everything. in them. <laughs> so you include the warriors in that. It's just sort of a lot of, it's just crammed full of a lot of stuff. Oh. Speaking of the Warriors, have you seen John Wick 4 yet, Mark? No, I've only seen the first one, and then I saw a parts of the second and third one. I was in the hospital and kind of way out of it, and I kept being confused because I would turn right. to the channel. Okay, <laughs> should I watch that? Should I prioritize it? Most of the third act of the fourth one is a big Warriors tribute. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think you'll right. really dig it. Yeah, it was just it was weird because I kept tuning to that channel that was like running the second and third kind of over and over on repeat. And it would mm -hmm. be like Ian McShane saying a bunch of things about ancient law. Yeah. To Keanu Reeves. And I was just like, what? What? I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. yeah. So the know. trick, the trick with um, John Wick films is none of that shit matters and you shouldn't care. You just okay. want to see Keanu Reeves kill a bunch of dudes. I, I did. Uh, let me tell you, he kills a bunch of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, oh. I'm gonna to get to that. So I was gonna come out with a question slash statement. Like maybe you prefer like a very slow build up, punctuated by a bunch of insanity. Like, would you like insanity yeah. just front to back, or do you need the build? No, up? I I like slow movies, but I prefer. I prefer a bunch of shit and the best outcome is yes, that that's how okay. evil dead two is structured. And I'd say that's, that's probably my top five favorite movies. Cause this one, I mean, it's not like, it's like, it doesn't have like shots. You don't need, this is a decent yeah. director, but the first hour is except for a few bugs flying around is relatively like, I mean, it's not, it doesn't really pop. It's just kind of, and then it pops. Right. Which might, yeah. it could be like very intentional with this. So, but but importantly, Argento's sort of camera, his eye is always it's a lot like David Lynch, where he does a lot of holding people in full frame while they talk and not a whole lot of like wasted shots or wasted uh, time between dialogue. I don't know how else to put that. It's like you feel very it, it gives you a feeling of being very close up in people's face the entire time, which makes it easy for my ADHD to latch onto it. <laughs> I was uh, just looking at the wiki page. It was saying that he was inspired to make this film by reading an article about how like uh, detectives actually was... found a murderer using insects or finding the maggots or whatever. And mm -hmm. I was like, that wouldn't inspire me to make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, but that's a, that's another thing I love is that this this movie is sort of a world where everything is real. Controlling insects is real. Um, chimp, yeah, no one really questions brilliant. it. Yeah, chimps are brilliant. Maggot babies are real. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, sure. Yeah, there's a fly that can find corpses. Yeah, there there is a bit of, like you it. said the superhero thing. Like especially when she's like buddy buddying with um with with the the bug doctor professor. It did, did have a bit of a um Professor X Jean Grey vibe for sure. Although this mm -hmm. would be Jean Grey with much creepier powers, of course. Um. <laughs> Personally, I'd rate this above. I mean, all but three X Men movies, probably. Well, I mean, all, all but four. all but all but okay. Well, you're putting it pretty much as in the average of X Men movies. There <laughs> aren't there like fifteen of those. 
X-Men 2, X-Men 3. Are you including the Wolverine ones? Yes. Origins, the Wolverine, Logan. Days of um, First Class, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, and Dark Phoenix, Deadpool, Deadpool 2. So far, there are 12. New Mutants. Oh, yeah, I though. forgot that came Lucky out. Lucky 13, I, everybody I forgot did. To, I for- that that I was that year that, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I didn't see that one, but... Um... Yeah, I'd rate that above all but Deadpool 1 and 2. Look, Mark's actually not far <laughs> off. That's 13. we got yeah. Deadpool 3 coming out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here we go. I'm looking at today's headlines on Japan Today. Drunk man in Yokohama live streams himself getting robbed after falling asleep on the street. I could I could see how that might be more movie inspiring than the, than the bug stuff. Sure. I'd make that movie. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a guy wants to highlight all the crime in his town so he starts deliberately being victims of crime <laughs> but it escalates until he's like a hostage in a <laughs> yeah he starts by like leaving an ipad in his car and filming it just like waiting for someone to steal it and then he just <laughs> see that's more yeah, of like an inspiring headline right that is kind of what i'm getting at um mm. although i will say out of all the headlines i'm looking at that's well, the only one but... that um did it for me but to be fair, even though I understand that you're not a fan of insects, but who else has ever made a movie about insects that solve crimes? It's, <laughs> it's at least original, if nothing else. I'd imagine like, man. one of your um, one of your TV detective procedurals has done an episode where the insects are how they kind of solve the crime. Probably. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Although it obviously wouldn't be quite as um squirmy is this one I, I feel like even now american tv doesn't want to squirm that much i don't know I, i've never gotten well, to you know torture porn and stuff so uh well, there's that, stuff i don't know i mean that was part of why the budget was so high for this it said like six million lira whatever that means well that doesn't I, really tell me much about the budget at all <laughs> yeah it's pre-euro so i have no idea it sounds a lot uh, i don't know millions anyway the, uh, the insects were expensive and even got says they got like black widow spiders for some reason <laughs> like sure why not bring deadly spiders along yeah i mean the chimps biting fingers off so <laughs> what's a black widow gonna do at this point be cool me, if the, they like teamed up and for me the squirmiest scene i guess was actually making herself hurl um because that just makes you feel yeah. visceral stuff from the past so that that, yeah, that, that, that Sorry, that wasn't super easy for me to watch having just been in the hospital with an IV because I was puking a whole bunch before I went to the hospital. It's, you know, oh, yeah, maybe a little she, close. Yeah, she does the tearing the IV out herself, whereas you, you could just like go around with a medicine tree. When I was in the hospital once, I just walk around with a medicine tree. <laughs> go that would have been fun if she just took that everywhere the, the end of the film. I think I went to the convenience store. I mean, it was in the hospital, but I'm like at the convenience <laughs> store with the medicine tree. But wearing a Pet Sounds t-shirt. I had to wear the Pet Sounds t-shirt for like four days in a row. I was uh, I was wearing a t-shirt for four days that was... Uh, you guys ever played like Jackbox games? Yeah, yeah. It was a t-shirt that was one that, um, that my friend bought off their website because we did the t-shirt design game and it just says... It has just like a bunny rabbit smashed up against a duck, and it says, "If this is coffee, bring me tea. And if this is tea, bring me coffee." 
So I was wearing that. I was wearing that. I drew the. I drew the the art. So. I drew my t-shirt. I drew that- the t-shirt. <laughs> I mean, that's about how bad my art is, and I'm terrible at it. I was just wondering if that's what you were telling all the nurses and stuff. I drew this T-shirt. You probably did and forgot you did it. (laughs) No, I remember everything, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Joy Division song, isn't it? I remember everything. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, What's your Squirmia scene? That that was mine, actually. I mean, I watch insects on screen. I don't... I, I kept eating my corn chips when there were a bunch of maggots. So <laughs> I didn't. I mean, the, the. So sorry, corpse basement, probably. Okay. And and the dude breaking his thumb to get out of the handcuffs. Like, holy shit. Yeah, that was a little raw. Luke, how about you? The basement, Stormies. definitely. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of spiders. So a couple of times they got close ups. I wasn't the biggest fan of. I actually was surprised watching this. I didn't get that bothered by the bugs. What maybe it's the way they were depicted, or maybe it's just I'm not as bold as I used to be. But like, you know, I've accidentally left a trash bag in my house and gone on vacation and come back to a maggot fest. So <laughs> that stuff usually does really get to me. But watching this one, I wasn't that bothered. I think because the bugs were generally her allies, her little friends. Yeah, like when I watch Spider Man, it can show me all the spiders you want. It doesn't set off my arachnophobia. So yeah, that maybe this sense. this got a little bit of that. I was it was bug proof. I used to be very upset by maggots, and for some reason, this viewing I wasn't even expecting to be better with maggots. But maybe with age, you get better with maggots. I have no idea. <laughs> That's or you're maybe getting closer the... to them. You're getting closer <laughs> to meeting them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we come. Um, <laughs> now maybe it's just the film grain, or yeah, maybe it's because the part where she was petting the bee and the bee was just kind of like, I was Whoa, like oh. oh, here they come, they're man eaters. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like I, I was like, why doesn't she control the maggots? Of course, they're not bugs, so I, that yeah. But they, you know, they're creepy crawlies. I think she should have been able to control the maggots. What do you think? Um, maybe she could, but they just were useless because they're babies. Like yeah. if you can mind control babies, human babies wouldn't mm. get wouldn't get you anywhere unless you could set off a bunch of them all screaming at the same time to as or, a diversion. Or if they like grew to the size of like Star Trek Three Genesis maggots, that would have been cool. I mean, that would be very expensive, but it would have been cool. That would have been 12 million lira, however much that <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so here's something interesting. Luke, you might find this interesting that um, this movie was basically ripped off for the 1995 horror game Clock Tower. Oh, cool. Like, I'm aware uh, of but like Clock Tower gets brought up a lot as like, Actually, Clock Tower is the original horror game, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. but I've never played it. Does it have exact maggots? same? Uh, it doesn't say if there's maggots, but you play as a woman named Jennifer who's in a mansion that looks the same, and there's a scissor wielding maniac. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, yeah that's. Uh, I'll play that someday, maybe. When I they remake it. Click adventure, so I'm probably. Yeah, they'll remake it. Don't worry. Look. Everything. Oh well, yeah, I'm looking at a screenshot, and it even basically <laughs> looks like Jennifer Connolly. And she is fighting yeah. a little like creepy midget man with some scissors. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody likes this movie. Um, <laughs> the Japanese. Anyway, this this. Yep, Hifumi Kono was inspired by the works of Italian horror film director Dario Argento. 
Right. That makes sense. I mean, Argento is often cited as a an inspiration. It's not. It's not weird. It's normal. You can be inspired by maggots and and rain. Maggots are falling like rain. So, um, another interesting trivia note is that Argento wanted Connolly's character to be the daughter of Al Pacino, but Al Pacino objected because he didn't <laughs> want a story of a daughter he doesn't actually have. <laughs> well, he could have been a little more that, meta. It makes me think that he did have a daughter. <laughs> a secret daughter, probably. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. No, he was probably like, it's a great idea, but you need to wait to make this movie for about 15 to 20 years to get the proper Pacino for that. Or they're just going to say it. Yeah, we need a little more. Stop looking at my daughter. Because <laughs> this is, what is he making? Uh, See a Love. That's like the only movie he makes around this time. And that, that doesn't, oh. like, that doesn't, com- I mean, that Pacino just doesn't compute. Uh, you can just have a random guy. That's fine. It doesn't matter yeah. in 1985. Well, he doesn't show up in the film anyway. Only his lawyer shows up. And his lawyer yeah. shows up and gets killed. Yeah, as I was saying, it's the shiny thing, isn't it? It's the yeah, Scatman. It it's the Scatman thing. And I was going to say, one, does that make it derivative? Because this is four years later and we all know the shining by now. Hmm. No, it's not, a, thought of it's that. not oh, a sudden boy. decapitation in the shining. So they do one up it in a way as well. But mm-hmm. the shining, it's more genuinely surprising here or here. They have like, I'm coming, I'm coming shots. Oh, and you're like, oh, shit's about to go down. And then you just start laughing. Like, cause, well, I guess that's what my family does. <laughs> I laugh. Too, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but I was just thinking to myself, man, I would be so pissed if like my dad was a lawyer and then he got fucking murdered going to help his client or something. <laughs> just like, yeah. Well, at least it was a uh, gory killing spree. Yeah. Well, how is she going to yeah. explain that situation with her and the chimp when uh, that doesn't like her when, you know, anyone else shows up? Did the one cop die as well? Um, um, I assume. Yeah, we don't see him again, and he's pretty screwed up. So, All right. <laughs> Geiger, Guy Geiger. I think they actually do say Geiger. I think you said Geiger. Maybe they did. I don't um, know. We can't Geiger. pronounce anything. Geiger. Geiger. HR not non HR Geiger. Yeah. Human resources Geiger. Yeah. Exactly. We have come to uh, review your relationship to the torture chamber. <laughs> that's not even what. That's not even what his voice sounds like. He sounds like this. He's like, oh, he sounds like he's intentionally trying to sound creepy as hell. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Oh, See, bringing up David Lynch again, I was, I wish it was more of a David Lynch thing because before I'd seen David Lynch in an interview, you'd assume he's really dark, creepy, but it's like, hey, yeah, I love making movies. I'd never yeah, say I never say a dirty I word. I love David Lynch interviews. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, my all time favorite clip is the um, elaborate on that. No, <laughs> <laughs> I would like to. I would like to wholeheartedly recommend to both of you. Um, I'm sure you can find this in a different format, but a friend of mine let me borrow a like 16 CD biography slash autobiography of David Lynch. And what you mm. get is alternating CDs. The biographer who's a lady with a super like professional NPR voice, like Lynch moved to the town where he found, you know, she's, she's just yeah. sort of, and then it gets the David Lynch part. He talks and he's like, well, gosh, I, a guy I went to school with told me that you could take your penis between your two fingers and, and then you could, have a real good feeling and i was like oh boy i gotta try that is just ridiculous <laughs> he talks about setting off pipe bombs for like an hour it's great 
It's <laughs> I highly recommend to anybody who cares. It's <laughs> super entertaining. Yeah. Sixteen. Totally audible. It's it's many hours. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere. <laughs> Your life get, is well, now David Lynch's. You you will let's enjoy get our audible about, sponsorship, and then we can listen to it for free, Matt. Hell yeah. <laughs> But he talks about uh, he has a whole story about Marlon Brando going to a lost highway screening and like sneaking in hamburgers to the theater, even though it's private screening. He just like has hamburgers falling out of his trench coat <laughs> with an S. OK, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I could see like coming in with a hamburger. Maybe uh, if you're going to do it, do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. He's a he was a hamburglar. I hope he's wearing a hamburger suit. <laughs> Giant he's a Marlon... ham, ham smuggler. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was Doctor Hamburglar. I was trying to wait until we got the Mac and me, but I I finally last week broke my McDonald's spell of not going for ten years because my daughter wanted the Tamago burger. Yeah, it's Tamago decent. burger. The it's only problem is like a big egg. Yeah, it's a big uh, egg on it. During um Sukimi, which is the season when the moon is most beautiful, McDonald's and KFC both always have a special burger with a big ass fried egg. Oh, that sounds great. It my is. mistake was okay. Yeah, I'll get a Big Mac, and then my wife orders the Big Mac, and then it switches screens to the Samurai Burger. I'm like, well, fuck. There's a Sam. I didn't get the Samurai Burger. I mean, the Samurai Burger is permanent. Don't worry. Oh, okay, good. So, what's the Samurai Burger though? Uh, it's like kind of a big ass. It's just like a burger in some sauce, but it's nice. Okay. Just some meat, man. Some meat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we'll end up going in a year when she wants the egg burger again. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I was in McDonald's yesterday because I go almost every Wednesday because that's when I work at the school near the McDonald's. That's the little one in the supermarket. That supermarket, yeah. isn't that? That's not depressing. No, I pick it up from there and I eat it in the park. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's lovely. I just, I just thought sitting at one of their three tables would be depressing. In a, no, no, suit, no. But yeah, take it into the park. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I was definitely eating a little more at American McDonald's before I got pancreatitis because I figured out that they have a pretty decent deal where you can kind of get two breakfast sandwiches for four dollars and you just don't buy anything else and you don't end up spending too much money, which uh, you will. And fast food here generally is like twelve dollars for yeah, anything. It's, it's not it's not cheap anymore. It's not cheap. It's not fast. It's not fast. Uh, not fast anymore. No, you generally the lines just wrap around the building and uh, you can order through the app and hope that they actually give you your order. Before last week, um, I don't know when's the last time I went to legitimate fast food. Um, do I guess ramen shops don't count and it takes yeah, ramen shops. The one with like the machine and stuff in Japanese terms, I think that is fast food. Yeah, yeah. Um, guess how much ramen is here? <laughs> Over $12. I remember a- when I came to Japan. Having sold shitty overpriced ramen for a year, I was like, "Damn, what was I doing?" I was selling people bowls of piss water for fifteen quid, and it's like, yeah, a quarter <laughs> of that price and three times the quality. <laughs> yeah. To to be fair, we do have actual Japanese chains here, so there's like there's quality stuff, but it's still it's just fifteen, seventeen, whatever yeah. dollars. No, I just know when I last lived in Atlanta in 2010, just there was you know no jack and chips ramen. There was not. All of it started popping up like maybe five years after that. Right. So yeah, there's, okay, a, there's a Japanese chain called Umaido, which uh, we have one of those in Swanee, which is the only one in the entire U.S. for some reason. Hmm. And you know where Swanee is, right, Matt? 
Yeah, yeah, that's the middle. That's basically 2000 Maniac. It's what it sounds like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Duwani! Yeah. Um, Yeah, and they have an offshoot called Hajime, and there's two or three of those. Duwani! Yeah, yep. I, was, I was trying to get a sweet out of that, but uh, you know, squeal <laughs> like a pig. Um, and, and we uh, we have a uh, Gukaku. Oh, that's fun. My the one near my house closed. That's for that's the barbecue huh. and Bummer. Korean barbecue for those that don't know. Um, mm-hmm. So October, I feel like are are thinking about if it's a film or if it's filthy kind of flips. Like I feel like mm. this month, if we don't say it's filthy, we're doing a disservice. I mean, when we had the ring, that's more of like a classy kind of horror, right? That's not filth. True, that's not filthy. This is, I mean, there's this Megaton. film literally ends with a teenage girl wiggling around in a corpse bath, <laughs> rotting human remains. So, I mean, that's pretty filthy. Like, I feel and, like, and a chimp murders somebody with a straight razor that found in the trash. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it this is, is a well-made best kind film. of filth. It's a very yeah. well-made horror film, but yeah, it's really filthy. Yeah. <laughs> like not you know, like I'm question. offended, just like oh, this movie actually needs to take a bath. That's why I was so happy to see her in the lake at the end. You know, <laughs> it's just like oh, she need. I mean, the, you come out of the lake, you you got that weird lake smell. That's why I don't like swimming in lakes. Ocean, yeah. great. I someone asked me last week, and it's it's ocean best, then pool, then lake. I don't want to swim in the lake, sure. but you know, if you've just been in a corpse bath, then the lake could be quite nice and refreshing. It's in the Swiss Alps, and maybe it's like nice crystal water. I don't know. I'm thinking of I've, Georgia, you know, mud lakes. Yeah, well, I feel like every single time I've gone inner tubing or swimming somewhere, and people are like, "Oh, it's a natural spring. It's uh, super clean. It always just smells like a turd, no matter yeah. what it is." I mean, you <laughs> come out of Japanese hot springs smelling like sulfur half the time, which. How do you feel about that, Mark? You smell like sulfur. I'm, can you handle it? I I can handle that more than the fart. Okay. Smell. Well, sulfur and fart are well, like maybe, close cousins. Maybe I haven't gotten like a really sulfury one. That's also possible. That's possible. Yeah, it's it's not all of them, but yeah. I think I've been on like two. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it does depend on where you are. Uh, I am looking for reviews. I guess. Uh, I've got one. One, got one a, star. You, yeah, you got a do one need star. A ten star. I'll look for it. You give us the one star. I'll look for a ten star. Oh, before I do the reviews, I just want to do the taglines because I like doing these. Oh, uh, yes, when sir. insects attack, Jennifer has a few million close friends. She's going to need them all. Uh, it will make your skin crawl from Dario Argento, the master of terror, blah, blah, blah. Evil is alive and killing a nightmare alive. Anyway, some of those are good. Okay. Oh, the actual here rating here, by the way, is six point seven, which uh, 7. is a well. That's all right. That's an it's an all right rating, right? Most of the ones that it seems like most of the ones that we bring ourselves are really close to that. Like they're all in the late late sixes. Mm. That's where probably like eighty <sighs> percent of the movies are. Yeah, yeah, they all hover around sixty nine because everyone's trying to make it, just trying to vote it towards sixty nine, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, do you okay. support that? Uh, fudging your vote to make it closer to sixty nine. I'm sure. I mean, I don't support the whole system, so if like I feel like it's it. an eight, but if I give it a ten, it'll it'll get to six point nine. <laughs> just hack into IMDb and make every movie a six point nine. That yeah, that's fine because that's just banter. That's not you being like, no, my opinion is correct, so I should give the the score that's going to move it closer to what I think. All right, here we go. With speaking of opinions, 
Uh, one out of ten stars. Outstanding, quote unquote, gasp from Italian horror from Dario Argento. That's a weirdly structured sentence. From Eros Land One. Uh, I saw this flick last Halloween and I can't seem to forget how terrifying it was. Terrifying in that way. If I ever see this DVD again, I'm going to throw it away. I mean, Jesus Christ, a telepathic crime insect enforcer? What the hell? I think I spend a third of... No, wait. Actually, during the H-O-L-E whole movie, I thought about the idea to not gasp myself to death. Luckily, if it hadn't been for my friend filling in post-mortem onliners, I'd be dead. I rate or not comment on the plot in this movie because it could get real ugly upon this motherfucker. Avoid this movie at any cost. The music score, the gore, the atmosphere do not help when the story about a crime-solving girl and her fly is sniffing out hideouts for old rotting corpses. But thank you for reading. 12 out of 29 found this helpful. Um, Looking at the 10s here, I got one that I'm not going to read, but it just uh, has the one of Argento's very best and Jennifer Conley's first film. So, mm, Sort of. That's well, not at all. So, (laughs) (laughs) first starring, first starring role. Uh, Okay, you could say that. That that doesn't count, really. Yeah. Um, ten out of ten says I love insects. (laughs) After have finished Argento's Phenomena, two thinking came out in my mind. How wonderful this work is, and how many fans of Argento hate it. Really, is really funny to see that work that have almost all the elements that Argento uses in his movies is not appreciated for fans of his. This fans used to love more movies like Suspria or Deep Red, but much maybe don't realize that Phenomena offers the same even better. Style, suspense, and chakra describe so much his movies. Then that English may not have been their first mm, language. Well. And which is why I chose it because the others were just like thoughtful explanations on why they liked the movie. So yeah. that's no fun. That that was the best yeah. I could that's the best I could do today, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is uh frequently cited by Argento as his favorite of his films. So he likes it. Is he still kicking? Yeah. Okay. I think he he made a film not too long ago that was apparently a real piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. But you know, okay. uh like like we've had this discussion, I think, on a different podcast than this. I think directors do not age well. I think directors age worse than almost any other filmmaker. Well, uh, you have to. I mean, once you're getting into you know, extreme old age, it's like maybe it's hard to muster a certain command for many people. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but it's like you need a certain amount of vigor. Like he directed Dark Glasses last year, which sits at 5.1. How about Vim? Do you need Vim? You probably need Vim. Okay. Both of them. Well, oh, yeah, cool. I guess maybe it's not a coincidence that the directors who do age well are also the ones who are like insanely hardworking taskmasters that everyone hates. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like James Cameron still makes banging films, but that's because he like, if he ever died, he would shout at himself until he got back up. Like, I kind of wonder if the reason Avatar two took so long was he was just. Like he was just like, I'm gonna make this at whatever pace I need to make it for it to be good. And the, yeah, I don't know. He's he's yeah, he's in that be, position now, right? <laughs> yeah, he seems to be. Um, it sounds like he's gonna stop after the third one. I don't know if he's gonna stop directing entirely, but yeah, um, I, I think he's gonna stop directing, and yeah, he's like he'll produce or whatever. Yeah, you, but what you said it just popped in my mind that it's insane that Roman Polanski and Woody Allen are still a one film a year people. 
in their late 80s with their reputations. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, well, you know, That's you know, Europe. Polanski went to Italy, right? Yeah. <laughs> is that where he went or is it like somewhere? I, I think it's um, might be Switzerland. I don't know. He bounced around in, in Europe because, yeah, because <laughs> mm. he ain't bouncing over here or over there for Mark. No, over. No, over there over for here? us. He's not going to be over there, here or over, over there. there. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're forever. I just forgot Mark's. how prepositions work. That's all. Um, well, I was trying to figure out where he got extradited to and I can't. Find it. Yeah. It's just weird that I'm like, those are like basically the hardest working elderly directors. I guess they're just trying to forget mm -hmm. their, their personal issues. I don't know. I think, yeah, a certain amount of, well, I mean, a certain amount of drive often goes with extreme, uh, whatever uh derangement yeah okay there we know. go <laughs> <laughs> that's it I, I i mean that's not a perfect metaphor but um oh he's in poland he's from guess. poland i think he's from right i don't know i don't i don't really care <laughs> now i'm just yeah he's in poland now okay sure anyway. why not anyway um, uh, yeah, I've, have it, haven't you ever known someone who is just a complete like druggy train wreck who did a bunch of crimes and then somehow they become successful later? <laughs> it's just sort of, um, you know, sometimes the same thing that makes you a criminal is the thing that makes you make a bunch of things. I'm not sure I have that specific example to be perfectly honest, but uh, sure, you why not? You can be successful without being a criminal, mm. but... Uh, not like super successful <laughs> that's the thing is you know there's a there is a the venn diagram overlaps right okay there we go anyway argento seems to at least not be any sort of master criminal that i know of i, I yeah i think he's generally considered kind of misogynistic but i oh, is he? didn't okay. see a whole lot of i didn't see a whole lot of that in this movie at least no no like we said it's it's um a relatively, I mean, a very, I mean, this is the most unhorny I mean, of movies. Can you get this more is, unhorny than this? This is compared to Once Upon a Time in America. This is like the Bible. Wait, no, the Bible isn't, isn't. Bible, Bible is, is like maggots. Um, oh, yeah. It's whatever the, the, the Book of Mormon. I don't know. What doesn't have maggots? What doesn't have sex in it? It's like a piece Lord of, of the rings. bread. Okay. It's this is Lord of the Rings compared okay. to that. Okay. There I'm we go. okay with that analogy. Sure. Also, quality wise, <laughs> but not length wise. No, no. What was oh, was it Critters or Creepers? That was the American title. Creepers, Creepers. Creepers okay, Critters is a different one. It's because I, you know, saw both VHS boxes a lot, right? I, I, I will say Creepers makes more sense as a title. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the sure. main. I assumed it was going to be about like poltergeists and stuff, but no, it's about just bugs. The phenomenon is you can control <laughs> bugs. <laughs> yeah, technically, there's only one phenomenon, so this should have just been called phenomenon. Mm, yeah, but, but then you'd have to hire Travolta. Then Travolta would have to use a different name for his whatever the hell that is. Is that on the be, bad list? That'd be fun. No, it's not. That that's probably like a <laughs> six point two or something, like super milk toast rating. I don't know. I mean, I could look if you want, but I don't care. I think you know a bunch of Scientologists are upvoting it. <laughs> so it'll oh, never have like yeah. a fair review 6.4 still lower <laughs> than this i was pretty Battlefield earth is on our list though right uh, I think yes. it's towards the very yeah. end like it's yeah. one of yeah. the lowest rated films ever <laughs> yeah it's even, infamous even it's because the, uh, ironically enough, even the scientologist couldn't save that one. Oh, i think that they're <laughs> just the fact that enough people know what scientology is that they're 
here to turn up in huge numbers to outvote the Scientologists. Hey, Luke, have you ever um, stumbled into the uh, Scientology skyscraper near Shinjuku? I've seen it. I'm not going to go in. No, no, of course you're not going to go in. I was just like, have you seen it? Yeah, of course. I mean, I guess you could go pick up a Dianetics so, book if you wanted to. Hey, maybe they get you for free. Are you guys ready for this? Phenomenon has 151 user reviews. Battlefield Earth, 1.4 thousand user reviews. <laughs> so we shouldn't have trouble finding a 10 for that. Okay, that's good to no. know. No, Phenomena has 246. So. Right. So, it's, uh, so this is actually a bigger deal than Travolta. Okay. Uh-huh. I think wow. it is better, bigger in every way. Okay, More cool. More bugs. I guess we'll wrap this guy up unless someone wanted to say something. Wrap him up in bugs. Wrapping it up yeah. in bugs. I'll do the shizzle yeah. today. Uh, right. Or films of filth on X. X. I can't say the le- X. I can't do it just <laughs> as a letter. Okay. In Facebook. Um, <laughs> uh, support us on Patreon to keep the lights on and serving duties. Hosts. Hosts. Money. That stuff. Uh, Podcastio. Podcastius. Talk about the Twilight Zone there at Time Enough Podcast. Talk about Space 1999, a podcast 1999. Luke talks about Pokemon. Luke loves Pokemon. He talks about Zelda at Hyrule Field Report. Sorry, my brain stopped working for a second. And uh, the game game show where gamers game each other about the games. Okay, there we go. Bug bath time. (laughs) I love you all, bugs. (laughs) Ha, <laughs>